we live, motherfucker. All right, we'll scratch that. Can't find them. Let's just do it. Just do this the entire time. Let's do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I need the lenses, though. I need the lenses. <laughs> Grab two, like, actual glasses, like glass cups. Just... Yeah, shot glasses. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Those are magnifying glasses, though. Uh, there's no winning. There's no winning with Hector. No. I just get, gotta find my glasses. Anyway, all right, yeah, we're ready to go. Okay, that's fine. All right. Uh, well, the land of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the last two episodes, I uh, started doing this like bio thing right in the beginning. But you've been on so many times, <laughs> I don't think I need to do that. Besides Nate, so Nate can just introduce himself and then from there. Definitely. I, I, so Nate's gonna introduce himself right after we say like, "Welcome to episode 20 Do it. All right. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Dylan? No? Oh, am I doing it? Welcome to uh, Sierra Nova Comics Podcast, episode 20. Uh, we're here today with New Leaf Studios. And uh, we got Hector, as always. And uh, Nate, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. Greetings, world. My name is Nate. Um, I am a writer with uh, New Leaf Comics. And I am super excited to be on my first podcast. Woo. <laughs> uh yeah you got uh kickstarter going it. on yes <laughs> yeah 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 it's um we're a little we're a little late a little late so it's it's in the approval stage so hopefully we're we're on time uh but yeah we might have to push it back maybe a day or two but i'll let everybody know um but right now it's up for the first <clears throat> indeed nice yeah, the first first of sunday or saturday Saturday. Sweet. It's already February. What? It's already February almost. It's not February yet. Almost. You've got like 128 hours left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, how's that process going with uh, creating the Kickstarter? And <laughs> um. It is kind of a mountain, to be honest. I mean, it's a. Uh, I think it's just you know, there's there's some aspects that you could do very simply, and it might take a little less time. But we never th do things the easy way, so um, we always overcomplicate things. Which that's that's probably why we're a little late right now. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> have you like all three of you been like going through like the story and everything and making sure it's all like proofread and like everything edited completely yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i've i've been doing a majority of it just because like i have the most time uh i'm basically i'm i'm a stay home uh illustrator for those who don't know so i, I have the most time the other two guys they work jobs um so they kind of yeah. you know they've been they've <laughs> suckers now uh they've been uh they've been helping out when they can uh we definitely have to do another round like a final round of proofreading so um yeah they'll they'll definitely be doing that stuff because i'm i'm too swamped to do it so they'll be they'll be pitching in on that end but yeah they they were helping me write the tier 
uh, like the tier descriptions and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. yeah. And Chris did like a little interview thing. So I'm going to be adding that stuff in there as well. Well, it's, it's already in there, but um, just, again, proofreading it. Yeah. Yeah, there's another Kickstarter coming out too around probably the same time. And it's uh, Marbles the Cat from oh yeah yeah Yeah. matthew myers right yeah so um that's coming out probably around the same time so you guys probably can like cross promote or something um i just had like a a weird realization about marbles the cat that it's like it's probably based on cats interactions with vacuum cleaners and i just totally didn't even think about it until like (laughs) i was vacuuming and my cats like ran away and i was like oh my god marbles the cat (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh i guess the cat design for like marbles is based off of matt's cat he, he's kind of like a cat guy i guess even though there's a cat next to me more of a dog person um and uh he's like it's going some of the funds is going towards uh aspca and a bunch of other stuff like some baltimore thing too so yeah i thought that was really cool yeah and he's like trying. He was trying to figure out more reward like things to give away. And I was like, I don't know. Like, Printify has a pet bed. And then he's like, Oh, how much is that? And I was like, Oh, look, it's like thirty <laughs> something dollars. He's like, Oh, and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Shipping is like crazy on that. I was like, It's huge. For- yeah. For that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. uh your Kickstarter is for Uriel and Goose issues one and two. Um, it's it's for funding issue two. Um, so we've already actually begun the the process of creating it. So now it's just you know getting the funding secured. Um, but issue one will be part of it. Like it'll be part of the reward tier. So like if you haven't read it, you get to you know you get to read it along with issue two. And then we actually have a, a short comic that's coming with it too about 12 pages and it's it's goose's origin so you get to see kind of like where goose came from he's got a cute little story nate really likes it so it's um, so good (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's just a little heartwarming tale it's got a uh you know obviously our our brand of humor in it um i actually wrote it myself so it's it's kind of a divergent a little bit from like the the chris's style of writing but uh it fits in well with the with the uh, universe and um yeah, so we'll include that. But yeah, issue one and issue two, and we'll, we'll, if we get funding, um, we'll be able to do a, a small print run of both issue one and issue two. And we actually um, we we're looking at Ready Comics doing uh, like exclusive Metallic covers, Metallica covers, but Metallic covers. Um, sorry about that. Uh, so uh, that'll be part of one of the reward tiers as well. So uh, yeah, we're pretty excited about just getting started and hopefully we'll be able to get the funding so we can print out a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm finally, uh, I finally printed or about to print, uh, the seer chronicles, like the corrected pages. So <laughs> right. like once he told me that he's like, Hey, guess what? And I was like, what? And he's like, you printed like the wrong pages. I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, some of the page, like I thought all the pages were messed up somehow. I was like, that's not possible. And then, like, we went through, and it was like only like four pages, which probably pisses me off even more because, yeah, like it's only four pages, and it's like little things, but it's it little it was things, like but super like super important little things that yeah, were like right. specifically fixed from the previous editions. Yeah, and, and uh, 
Yeah, I just I just remember like I don't I don't even know why I was in the folder, but I'm glad I went in. I just remember looking at it and uh, going, oh, here's the final version, and I just kind of glimpsed through it, and I'm like, wait, what the? And like everything was like, like I'm like, this isn't even the last thing I looked at. Like, why is it so different? I'm like, Greg, which ones did you send? And he's like, this folder. I'm like, this folder? Because <laughs> this one's not correct. <laughs> and that was after I organized the Google Drive and everything. So I was just like, I somehow something got mixed up and all of that. And I was like, oh. so yeah, mm. we learned from all of that i learned from all of that so <laughs> yeah actually wait greg did you ever create that work instruction <laughs> for, for what for, for comic book of printing approval <laughs> no. right <laughs> no, that'd be helpful literally every time we ever have an issue we create a work instruction well i i have greg create a work instruction on it and i'm always like i'll, I'll walk him through whatever problem we have and i'm like all right i just make a work instruction on this <laughs> that we can just solve that problem yeah it's probably the best way to do it, you know. The guarantee you're you're learning from your mistakes. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So uh, besides comics, you're actually uh, getting into gaming. So let's hear a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of a, a slow and steady process. Chris is um, he's pretty much heading up that stuff. So um, I wish he could have been here, but he actually had to go to work today. Uh, Unfortunately, so um, he's heading up that department, but he's working. Um, he's been designing and learning how to design 2D games for the past year and five months, something like that. Um, and he recently just got into um, doing uh, 3D work. So um, that's what he's focused on right now, just learning like all the, the basics of 3D stuff. And we actually have uh, kind of came into a group of people who kind of just graduated college and they're into 3D work, like 3D modeling and uh, landscape design, environment design, that kind of stuff. Um, and they're looking for projects to work on. So we actually might be having uh, about a four to five person team to work on um, some kind of project uh, here in the near future. So that's what he's planning. He's, we were literally just talking about it yesterday and uh, he has a couple ideas that he wanted to get into motion already. So he's just like, how do I organize a team? I've never done this before. So. Um, that's what he's working on right now is like, okay, what do I do? Let me do a, like a game design brief. And then, you know, uh, let's find out where all these people's strengths and weaknesses are, and then kind of line them up to where they need to be. And then make a work instruction. Yeah. I was about to say, seriously, yeah. you <laughs> might want to actually create a couple of work instructions because, uh, basically the, the way that Greg and I even started that was, uh, after going through a couple of books, realizing that, um, the, basically the concept is whenever you have an issue, um, don't blame it on the person, blame it on the system. And it's because the system doesn't work. So make a working system so that it always works. And sure. our, our working system happens to be work instructions where essentially if there's something that, uh, like Greg, I, I know how to do, but Greg doesn't, but I'm not available. Greg needs to know how to do it. So I sure. walk, I walk through it once with Greg, he'll create a work instruction and now it's easily explained. And the best part is even though he's creating them for himself now, once we hire employees, he'll They're have a collection of work instructions to be able to, you know, give it to employees and be like, here's six and work work instructions for your specific job. Because right, right now, right. Greg and I are, you know, everyone in the company. And so we have to do everyone's job and we can't let one fall to the wayside. So we have to do it until we can hire someone. And so Definitely. that's basically, you know, the objective of work instructions is to collect what you're doing 
And then essentially what you can do, and this, this is why I recommend it for the gaming thing as well. It's like, you can eventually get it where you're like, okay, I have 16 work instructions under the financial section. So maybe the first person we hire is a bookkeeper rather than uh, a game developer. You know what I mean? Like that's the right. thing that's taking up too much time, but you won't know until you're writing them out and you're like, okay, sure. I had to keep doing this one over and over again. This is where my main time sink is. Definitely. Well, um, if Chris was part of this podcast, he would, <laughs> that'd be some really helpful information, but no, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, you just have to torture him later and sit him down to make him watch this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. What I want, what I want is I want you to explain work instructions in a, in a, give me an hour long video and then I'm just going to sit it in front of him. <laughs> we could just do like a three hour long video. <laughs> Just work instructions and just like marketing. Just be like, just watch this. Actually, come to think of it, I might be doing that anyways for my own podcast because I've still been trying to. I tried doing one recording and it was a lot of me just talking with somebody, but it was mostly me talking. And I was like, <laughs> I, I should maybe, maybe not do that because that's that's weird to have like a podcast where I invite someone on and then I talk the whole time. <laughs> you just like Gary V. He just yeah, interrupt. right. <laughs> Interrupting cow, right? <laughs> Move? Move? <laughs> no, so um, before we get off the topic of the Kickstarter, there's actually a, um, a stretch goal that Nate is directly involved with, and it's a series that we're rebooting. So I would love to hear just kind of like uh, kind of elevator pitch that um, section of, of that. It's a stretch goal, so hopefully we do get there. Um, but it's, it's in the pipeline as well, so. Um, yes. Pipeline. Um, yeah, so that stretch goal um, would be towards the series that we kind of like first did when we were starting out, uh, Journey Through Time, which is something uh, I wrote and um, seemed to had, uh, I think it was a kind of like happy surprise that it ended up doing really well just kind of by itself. And then due to circumstance, it just kind of fell flat. And now it's really cool <laughs> that hopefully with reaching the stretch goal, we can um circle back to it and just like really like hit it hard like times 10 so yeah Next, looking forward to that. yeah <laughs> that's, that's yeah. cool yeah it's really cool i was also very nerve-wracking because it's like now i have to you know finish it essentially it's not dead it's still i gotta revive it somehow so yeah yeah. So what's it about, Nate? <laughs> oh, right. Um, that sounds important. Um, so it's basically uh, a it's a time travel story. It's about these four uh, young adults that essentially get uh, tricked and thrown into various times in the past, um, and they kind of have to figure out their way home while also essentially like going into this journey. They're given one um kind of like tool each rather be like a weapon or some kind of like uh item um to help them through their journey uh and in this story we visit like i said four timelines we go to um medieval times um uh, the wild west uh feudal japan and ancient greece just some of like the very it's just kind of like common i guess you know um just something that I really enjoy. I really like those eras, so I just wanted to kind of dive in there. And um, yeah, that's, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> awesome. 
cool. Yeah, he uh, he he made like this really interesting point one time. We were doing uh, like like a little interview. It was actually for like a Kickstarter way back when, um, <laughs> and he made this point that was like super like relevant. And it was like uh, most time travel stories is like you affect the timeline. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, don't affect the timeline or do affect the timeline. Save this person. Uh, don't, you know, don't erase yourself from history. Don't sleep with your mom. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, right. But this one, obviously, no no incest involved. Um, but um, this one is more or less like the timeline kind of affects the people. Like, so they're meant to be there anyway. And then it's kind of like it's it sends them on their own journey of like personal growth. You know, so it's like kind of a reverse effect, which I thought was just really cool. Yeah, like, that's something that I'm always kind of thinking about in, like, my specific writing style. I really, I feel like with, like, the, all the books that I read, because I'm still, I'm still very up to date with, like, current, like, events in terms of, like, comics and stuff, I kind of know the rules, so it's always really fun to kind of, like, bend and twist things and see what, like, works and what you can kind of, like, steer away from, which is what I'm always, like, trying to think about. And, yeah, I always thought that rule was just, it's in every time travel story, movie, book, like, it's all the same, so it's, like, I want to steer away from that as much as possible, and, yeah, like, it's not about, it's not about the actual, um, what they're doing, it's about what they're, how, it's about their actions affecting them as opposed to their actions affecting the things around them. Just kind of erasing that whole stigma towards time travel. So. Yeah, that bad stigma on messing right. up time. Like, what's wrong with people? Right. <laughs> like, oh, you know, butterfly effect. No, let's, there, there's no such thing as butterfly effect. The butterflies are fine. Leave them alone. <laughs> exactly. There's, don't, don't worry. If you step on the butterfly, that's, that's sad, but oh well. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't be mean to butterflies, guys. That's yeah. that, if, if you could take anything away from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't mean to butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they come back with a vengeance. For real, man. Yeah. Butterfly, butterfly, poison powder, man. You don't want that. No, you don't. <laughs> come back as <laughs> Mothra. Oh, jeez. Come back, <laughs> Mothra. Just, just evolve. <laughs> that butterfly evolves through the timeline as and yeah. grows into Mothra. Well, he he got he got gigantamaxed, I guess, gigamaxed, right. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All yeah these we gigamaxing actually... butterflies. I think we, we just actually... went through like three different nerd things there, which is perfect. Yes, we did about, it. About we hit, one we hit the trifecta. The rest is all lost. <laughs> we, yeah. we just hit the we just hit the like YouTube's SEO like. Yes. <laughs> we gotta I mean, catch them like... all. <laughs> there you go. There's another one. What? <laughs> yeah. All right, so now we just have to tag all these things too. Right. So you're a wizard, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's, it's like, Leviosa, Pokemon. all right? It's Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> Let's just name as many nerd things as possible yeah. and just have to tag away. <laughs> yeah. We have Futurama and Joker in the background, so that works. Yeah, definitely. Get in there. Oh, oh, and my pop figures, too. So can't forget those guys. Yeah, I can tag Deadpool. Oh, where's oh, that oh. Deadpool Santa hat? <laughs> I got... Uh, he it actually was... It ended up on my Christmas tree. That was pretty cool, actually. Uh, my my star, my Christmas tree had a hat on. Because, you know, that's how we roll. And that was after you went to sleep, right? Deadpool did it. <laughs> yeah, basically. It was it was not my choice. <clears throat> it's it's a Toy Story kind of, kind of event. See, now yeah. we're just going to keep going through this, these pop. 
pop culture references. Pop culture podcast. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we actually uh, don't have time travel in our comics because we just didn't want to complicate things. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was yeah that was something that I was even like talking about it in the very beginning. It was like oh it's, you know there is that fear of time travel because you kind of have to like think of everything moving forward or at least i do i don't um that's kind of how my brain works i just thought you know what like there's there's only a problem if you make it a problem so it doesn't like i guess the idea is like if you're supposed to time travel as it's written in like this linear line. If you're supposed to do these events and one of them is actually time travel, then you're not affecting anything because it was all supposed to happen. So the timeline doesn't get distorted. It's just, nope, that's just very normal. Like we, nope, that was going to yeah, happen at some point or later. And what's what's great about it too is like, so we, first of all, when he first pitched it, we were just like going back and forth on the time travel thing. Like, right. oh, are we really going to do this? Like what, like what's going on? And then we kind of, it, it evolved. And like you said, it was more or less like, yeah, it's not really a problem because, like, again, all this stuff was kind of meant to happen in a linear way. So it was like, oh, okay, for sure. And then there's like this, uh, there's these kind of rules that we establish for the the main. Um, I'd say um, he's kind of like the headmaster in a sense. Like he yeah. he's kind of the dude that is is responsible for time travel, if that makes any sense. Um, and he's got this um, kind of like chrono chronological chron chrono uh spidey sense so right. basically he knows when something is supposed to go down and it's like timed out everything's like on a schedule let's just put it that way it's so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but what's what's awesome about it is we found a way um because he, he he and i were working on two separate projects and we were actually working on a few separate projects and we found a way to kind of collide them all together um and, and kind of fuse these ideas because i had I had something that was more or less like a world build and he was working on concepts and then the concepts kind of like fate, like fused into the world build. And I was like, Oh, we could just include it in this kind of like this section of our, of our universe, you know? So um, that was really cool. Um, and it's interesting because if we are able to, you know, get this funded, it will be the first comic book in our superhero like saga. So um, it doesn't feel that way. And especially as you go through chronologically, like you won't really get it until like you see these characters show up in our superhero universe later on. So um, it's kind of like it's attached, but it doesn't feel like immediately attached. That's cool. Yeah, I, we don't like I said, we don't have time travel, but we <laughs> technically do have a character, my like dad's character that you drew uh, like oh, a yeah. year or something. Yeah. And he is like a time traveler in a way. But he doesn't actually like it's kind of like the watcher like in marvel mm. yeah so it's kind of like that and uh we also don't have religion and nate is now a black screen yeah i think we lost him <laughs> uh, i see nate oh there he is. i don't i don't hear his audio oh no i'm still here i just didn't want to interrupt <laughs> that thought oh okay yeah i can't see you anymore that's from my end oh, that's weird i can see, I see him. him i see him now yeah come back yeah. nate you see me enough, Hector. I think we're good. Come back. <laughs> Actually, I gotta see you. I gotta see you this week because I gotta drop yeah. these bad boys off. Yes. Oh, the level of excitement was amazed. Where did you get those? Like, how did who made those? Dude, Vistaprint. 
Actually, really? I, I, yeah, I tried them out because I was like, yeah, Vistaprint. Uh. But then they were running a deal. I was like, yeah, let me try out the like top tier of, of Vistaprint. And it actually only cost 47 bucks for 250 Um, I think it was like 55 with shipping. Um, but it's UV coated. It's got rounded edges. Um, it's one side full color. The other side's, you know, just black and white. Um, and Dylan, we got our link tree on there. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I could just put all of our all of our social medias like one by one on there. I was like, let me just save some space. We got a link tree now. Okay. <clears throat> Dude, it's so helpful. Super helpful. Yeah, really yeah. yeah, my my coworkers were looking at me funny because the level of excitement over like a card, and I was like, <laughs> oh, it's glossy, it's glossy, just like losing my mind. <laughs> it looks <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, we, I put it on my on our story, and uh, there was like at least six people that were like, wow. Like that shit looks awesome. Where'd you get it printed? What is that? It, like, how do you get that glossy effect? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's UV coating. It's worth the money. Do it. You're right. <clears throat> yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah this, this does have some pretty pretty good deals for what they have, and even at full cost, they're they're really not that expensive yeah. for what you get. Like, as long as you get in bulk. So I have to throw this in there like not as a slight to Vistaprint or anything but uh the first order for some reason like i i waited an extra like week and a half because um like the first i, I ordered it it said Vistaprint shipped it but then U- ups apparently didn't get it i don't know what happened there so i had to like you know contact customer support but they helped me out right away they sent it like on their expedited shipping i got it in like four days on the second time around so um yeah i mean it, there was a slight problem but the customer service was great so yeah i, I bet it, i bet it wasn't their shipping uh, lately uh, i've been yeah. having some me- like messed up stuff with uh a lot of the shipping companies i i actually i ordered something uh that that i it was actually a combination though of the company messing up and the ship the shipping companies messing up but essentially i bought something on a website that I already had a membership to, I forgot about it, but I signed up newly using all my old information, not realizing that it was already stored, but I put in my new address because I'm, uh, I'm in another state now, right? Yeah. So obviously I, I made sure the address was correct because I, I, I spent a lot of money on the stuff I was shipping. And all of a sudden I, like, because they gave me a tracking address or tracking um, code and I click on it and it has my old address on there. So I'm like, what the hell? So I called the company <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, uh, well, if you can call them and cancel it, then we can just redirect it. And I'm like, okay. So I try to call um, UPS and it turns out that there's this part of UPS called UPS something that essentially, even though it has UPS's label on it, it's actually USPS. Mm. And apparently they have access to this special type of UPS shipment. I have no idea what that actually means, and they weren't good at clarifying it either. But basically, <laughs> I can track it through both companies, but the issue was that the one on the USPS side hadn't actually received it yet. And weeks go by, it ends up all the way in New York where I, it wasn't supposed to end up. And because uh, I paid USPS to reroute all my packages, it should have automatically redirected here anyways. And so what ended up happening was it gets all the way to New York and then it gets stopped at that, at that, uh, the last spot before it would go to my old apartment. And then it disappeared. That was December 23rd. I've never heard anything since then. The tracking, like on the tracking, it literally says like, stop December 23rd expected to deliver, uh, you know, the 
23rd and then nothing happened it never got oh, yeah. shipped there that went that went home with one of their <laughs> one of their package handlers bro yeah seriously like, <laughs> I, I i had to call the company because eventually i'm like hey i know you said i had to like figure out how to stop this or redirect it it's just gone like it hasn't been moved since december 23rd so they finally shipped me another one i'm still waiting on it but I'm like, it was like this ridiculous, like runaround where I'm like, where the, where the hell's my package? Yeah. Was- UPS is horrible. Cause I initially, when I, when we had the problem, when I had the problem, I, I contacted UPS cause it said it had already sent it to UPS. So, uh, no, no response. I, I called, I was on hold for like 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, not doing this. And I, I emailed like their customer service, nothing, no response. They, they really don't care. Yeah, yeah so. they, and it's funny because they used to be like the ones that made USPS look bad, and right. now it's like, yeah, it's like I, now now I don't know which one. It's like FedEx or nothing, but FedEx costs more, and it's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that uh, Joker painting that I got right there, um, I ordered that off of Facebook, uh, some thing that I saw randomly like two years ago, two, three, no, like three years ago probably now, and uh, it was it was coming from somewhere in Europe but for some reason it was in Europe like uh, like France or something and then it got shipped all the way to China <laughs> and then it went from China to like California and then from California it went back to China I was like what <laughs> I was like what just happened I don't then, live in China and then like 30 days later I got it and I was like oh okay <laughs> I'm like oh this was the wrong sweatshop I saw <laughs> oh man yeah so uh, I, have, I haven't had a problem so so far I'm good <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah Vista Print um usually they the stuff that I order from them gets here in a good amount of time because uh, some of the stuff from our Kickstarter, uh, I ordered from them because I thought I was going to get it from Ready Comics. I looked at something wrong and I was like, oh, yeah, never mind. Like posters <laughs> or something. And I was like, I was looking at prints and I was like, oh, no, that's not a poster. So, uh, yeah, I, I actually gotta... just found, uh, well, I, I, I had known about this company. It was called MGX Printing. They're out in California. Um, they're a smaller print shop is is actually kind of cool they took like this um old like airplane hanger and they converted it into like a print shop so it's like this company that's in this freaking old plane hanger um but they're actually called printivity now um but uh they their prices are pretty reasonable the only thing about it is they do charge substantially for like shipping so you have to make like the order worth it you know like you have to print like you know in a, in a nice bulk um but like for these really like for like their thickest stock glossy 11 by 17 posters it's like three something per poster so i mean in terms of again how many how many you're, you're printing and obviously the cost goes down and stuff like that i think for a thousand it goes down to like 325 per um but yeah it's a it's actually a pretty good deal Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Ready Comics. So uh, I was I was confused about like how to uh, order my, the variant cover version of my comic too, and I was like, so how does that work? Like, do I order sixty five copies of that too? And she's like, yes. And I was like, so it's gonna be like double the price. I I already paid for a comic, and then like I got wrong, like wrongly printed pages. 
that was all my like that was my bad but like still like is there like a way i can get a discount she's like yeah i'll talk to uh greg the owner and then uh like a couple minutes later she's like oh yeah so like you don't have to pay for the whole variant thing i was like oh shit okay nice yeah nice yeah, I uh, I contacted Reddy just to like talk about the metallic prints, and they they responded pretty quickly. And she was uh she was really nice and stuff like that. So yeah. I would recommend their customer service for sure. Yeah, yeah, their customer service is better than uh the design of their website. Yeah, <laughs> <Nah. laughs> it's it like I go on it, like I can tell what a bad website is, and just go on their website. <laughs> I've been on it. I've been on it. <laughs> So and Dylan's like, oh, I, I, if I could just design it, <laughs> <laughs> just let me let me get my paws on this. <laughs> yeah, honestly, eventually I'm probably just gonna create a front end for their website, but on our website, so that people come through us, and it's like, look at how much easier it is. Actually, not a bad idea, because <sighs> uh, we we're gonna do that physical comic store on our website uh, through them, and uh, yeah, we still gotta do that but uh we were gonna do it in december and then just busy family and everything <clears throat> yeah stupid family <laughs> <laughs> yeah we figured out like what we're actually gonna do for disappear december and now like because i liked it. it it was like kind of a break even though i was still doing shit <laughs> yeah but uh i was i'll like literally take a break Besides probably editing videos and stuff, but I, I'm actually good at, I'm like caught up on all like the podcast episodes of like breaking them down into micro content besides, you know, yeah. Besides the latest one that I just did with uh, Mick Lanny, uh, Mike Lanny. <laughs> so uh, after that, um, I'll, I'll be caught up, but yeah. Yeah, that, um, uh, man, Joe, is it Joe Valen? Yep. Yeah. Dude, his podcast was great, man. I was sitting there listening. I was like, this guy knows what the hell he's talking about. And his, yeah. his comic is pretty dope. Um, and I was just, I was digging his insight into like how he was writing, you know, how he like basically put himself as like the main character or a main character. But he's like, it's just because like, I I always know what I'm going to do in a situation. So it's kind of a way to like break the writing jam, like jam log or whatever, if you have it um you know just make well i i know what i would do in this situation i was just like oh man that's brilliant like yeah <clears throat> yeah it was, it was a definitely a good podcast i listened to that one all the way through yeah um yeah like all the characters in our comics m- most of them not all are based around uh people that i actually know in like real life and one is actually me so i i should know myself <laughs> narcissism there's <laughs> uh, its ugly head uh, an old spoiler is not a spoiler anymore because we changed the story in a way. Because uh, Dylan's like, you killed everybody. I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like just George R. R. Martin to everybody. I was just nice. like, yeah, except, you know, a better ending. And um, you pulled a rogue one. <laughs> yeah. Just suicide squad. Um, <laughs> just blow uh, up the whole planet. That's it. Yeah. So my <laughs> character died and. Uh, then he's like, why'd you kill your character? I was like, eh, I, I just don't care about my character as much. It's like, so you don't care about, you don't care about yourself? Should I, I be like, concerned about this, Greg? <laughs> right. And, uh, like, why did he die the worst death? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, Everyone else so, got lasered. Why did this dude have to, like, <laughs> melt into a puddle? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they put Ebola on his remains. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 
No, the so. coronavirus. That's the new one. <laughs> hey, yeah. That's crazy, so, man. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I I changed the fate of my character because Dylan's like, you should probably, like, not kill all of the characters. And I was like, but, like, it it, it was a cool ending. And he's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so you went from extreme self-loathing to actually you're the only one who saved who's who's spared from the culling <laughs> no, we, we, sa- we saved a few more characters but okay. yeah it, it was pretty much like one of these uh boom everyone's dead and it's like nah, that kind of sucks <laughs> like we can't just have like you could have an epic scene where like your favorite guy dies you can't have everybody die like that like, yeah. then there's nothing to be sad about it's like it's all gone like yeah oh, because now like, I just feel empty inside. Yeah. Yeah, because like the city basically like that city isn't really mentioned throughout the rest of the story after. Uh, originally it wasn't mentioned throughout the rest of the story because uh each story we go into different cities uh for different yeah. characters and but now we're gonna keep that city, but it's gonna be more like uh yeah dangerous and stuff. More more yeah. more Gotham esque after the fact, you know, just like just chaos which will be fun yeah and what's cool about our, and what's cool about our video game that's coming out um the people that do certain things in the game will actually affect our comics so like if they do there'll be like certain things in like side quests and then we still have to figure that out but like um specific things that a player does will actually affect like what happens in our comic so I can't wait for that. Excuse me. <clears throat> I don't worry. I keep muting myself to yawn. I'm like still waking up. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's been. It was a long night into a long morning. I totally forgot I had to walk my daughter to school. So I was like, "Oh man, she got pun. She got punished. So no phone for her. So that means I got to walk her and make sure she gets into school all right." Yes. Kids, I- man, kids. I slept pretty good, but I was just really excited for the podcast. So I just kept like looking at my phone every like four hours. I'm like, is it time yet? No? Oh, fuck. And just like went back to bed. I was, I, I like doing the podcast. Uh, but I was at work and I was like, oh shit, I can't like go to sleep. <laughs> I was like saying that to my coworker. I was like, he's like, yeah. And uh, have a good have a good nap and i was like nope i i, I get to go to do a podcast and he's like oh oh yeah i forgot about that like, yep and once i get to a certain time i'm just like oh but i'll just stay awake for the rest of the day because i have to pick up my girlfriend at like five or four ish so i'm like gonna just stay awake gotcha. oh man yeah Brave guy yeah maybe i'll just die while going to work tonight <laughs> well hopefully that doesn't happen but no greg we changed that ending <laughs> exactly I thought, you, I thought you rewrote that what happened <laughs> just you... just if you go back in time don't sleep with your mom greg that's all <laughs> I, I, I remember yeah there are certain <laughs> rules to time travel if you don't yeah. know the rules what are you doing i'll just uh, <clears throat> befriend like a nuclear scientist a disgraced nuclear scientist oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> those are always the best ones the, is the it that dude ones. 
Is that is that the uh, the villain in Iron Man two? His dad. You're gonna go. You're gonna go and uh, befriend his dad. Get yourself a a, a bootleg arc, arc reactor. Yeah. <laughs> where'd you where'd you get that internet? <laughs> exactly. Duh. Amazon. Duh. It's part of Prime. <laughs> exactly. Got here four. I was so mad. It got lost in in, in the mail though. Right. UPS yeah. screwed it up. It went to China. Apparently, Planet Express too. They used. Oh yeah. They're reliable, guys. They're reliable. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. (laughs) But didn't that robot, like, steal, like, half the stuff in your apartment, though, after he delivered your package? Look, Bender is a lovable fellow. You just can't stay mad at him. So, um, Would you say a lovable felon? Felon, fellow, whatever you want to call him. Whatever. (laughs) I don't don't know if he's been convicted quite yet, but... uh, He's definitely got a few cases on him. <clears throat> a few cases of beer. <laughs> that's how he. That's that's his power source, man. He's not an alcoholic. Not a problem if I have it under control. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's only a problem if you make it a problem. Ah. It's, not a, it's not a problem. He was just built that way. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cue Lady Gaga. I was really just gonna say that. <laughs> <clears throat> all right uh what are do you can you give away some of your like uh reward tiers um well nate once you start and you, you kind of just went over some tiers so yeah let me just pull it up real quick i have it all saved in my very secure filing system he's got some sticky notes yeah, handy dandy notebook. Yeah, yep. handy handy dandy notebook. Oh, you you'd be surprised. I have like three notepads in my bag that are like half full of just like stuff that I think about throughout like the day. Um, is there any like a specific one? You Turkey wanna, like... and peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> now, what? Big big red cross out on it because that does not work. <laughs> he's tested it no, I've I've done the science it does not it's, work it's like in the office it's like I had a dream I had a what a tuna and deli sandwich or something and right. I woke up in the morning what was it that was one, a disgusting sandwich what was that one uh, episode of the office with like the everything pretzel or something yes. oh yeah pretzel day man pretzel yeah day. pretzel day yeah. Uh, pretzel day. yeah do you just want me to like think, uh, yeah man from yeah. anyone? Okay. Um, okay, so we have one of our tiers. It's uh, tier four, which is the Rack Pack. It's a Rack Pack uh, A, to be specific, because they're uh, where that one you get an 11 by 17 poster, a 5 by 7 postcard, a coffee mug, and you also get the digital bundle, which is both issue one and two for one of our tiers. Nice. Um uh, yeah um this like this particular set is always is i think one of my favorites because we have uh rat pack a b and c which i always thought was really cool um so basically it's just different rewards for the same price just kind of give it like a bit of a mix-up you know i don't think a lot of kickstarters that i've seen do stuff like that where it's like you know pick which one you want they're all basically 
uh, aligned, you know. So that's one of them. Nice. Uh, cool. Yeah. And then uh, I know Hector mentioned our um, metallic issues. That one's called Shiny Uriel. Um, so it's metallic issue of one and two. You get it. You get the poster as well. You get the postcard, and you still get the digital bundle, which is also pretty sweet. And then one of the I'm just gonna jump to like a really big one. Uh, let's do yeah. Do the do the last one because that one is pretty. Uh, I yeah. don't think I've seen any other comic do this. So um, yeah, it's pretty unique. Super intense. Um, <clears throat> it is Corn Cop Overlord, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, basically, uh, you as a character get to break the fourth wall in issue two, and as well as you get metallic covers of both issue one and two. Uh, the poster, the postcard, uh, stickers, the coffee mug. Everything. You get everything, everything with that too. bundle, everything. <laughs> the shirt, whole nine, everything. But I think the really interesting part is, yeah, you get to be a character and uh, break the fourth wall in our uh, issue two. A whole page just for you. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, like to clarify too, like the specifications on that is like, Obviously, it's it's our highest tier. It's it's kind of one of those like really pricey tiers. That's why we're like, yeah, break the fourth wall. If you're spending this much money, yeah, you get to be you get to be a character, have dialogue, and speak to the viewer as well. And if somebody does want to purchase that, if you have a small business or a comic or something like that, and you want to promote it, you can use that space as like an ad space. Um, so you'll be drawn into the comic. You'll break the fourth wall with the viewer, and you you can promote you know your your craft, your comic. Obviously, there's a, a few rules. Uh, within that, you know, obviously nothing that's like adult content or, uh, you know, uber violent or anything like that. But um, beyond that, you know, it's pretty much fair game. Just minor violence. Uh-huh. <laughs> Off screen uh-huh. violence, PG 13 violence, you know? Off screen violence. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like in Venom, you know, you know, he's going to bite his head off, but you just don't see it. So it's okay. Right. So don't worry about wow, it. It's so okay. I've not seen that. Uh, it's, it's not that great. I mean, it wasn't, <laughs> it, was it wasn't, him. yeah, it wasn't as horrible as I really thought it was going to be, but it, it wasn't that great at all. I mean, Morbius, on the other hand, looks pretty cool. Yeah. Eh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, this guy's Spider-Man 101 right here, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. He, he probably does have a, you, a little more. Do you more. like Jared Leto in general? Or? You know what? It's not Jared Leto himself. It's just the character that I'm kind of not feeling. Like, I never was into that character from the beginning. And, like, his I story arc... Really... Hmm. I don't know. Go. I was just going to say, like, his story arc was, like, never anything really big. It was just the way to introduce vampires to Spider-Man because vampires already exist because of Blade. And then it's like, cool, so Spider-Man knows about vampires. Let's have him meet Blade and just kind of take it from there. But Morbius never really did anything. And it's like, is he an anti-hero? Is he not an anti-hero? Is he a villain? Like, his motive is always, like, really weird. So, I don't know. It was just like, I'm curious to see what they do. Like, obviously, it's more like a survival thing. Like, he's going to die if he doesn't find a way to cure himself, which is fine. Well, I think their their whole take on it, the Sony, the Sony Spider-Man Venom universe, is they're doing these villains. Like, they're doing right. anti-hero villain characters. And even, like, if you see in the in the trailer, they include the Vulture in the last part. Yeah. And he's he, they built him into, a, like, an anti-hero, too, because he's not really, like, he's a bad guy, but he's not really a bad guy. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's so, like so many of the bad guys in, in, in Marvel Universe, so many of them are like these either A, misunderstood people that end up becoming evil, 
or people mm-hmm. who are actually trying like Sandman. He's actually right. trying right. to do something good, but he's doing it in a very bad way, obviously, hurting other people. Right. right. Like Vulture was in that version of Vulture, like kind of exactly like he's not necessarily a bad guy. He's just been given a he's just caught in a bad situation. He has to make the best of it with what yeah. he has. So it's not, I you know, Spider-Man, it's Spider-Man villains and just the storyline of Spider-Man in general is, is like really I think it's meant to be like super relatable, you know, so even the villains have that like you know, that relatability to, you know, a normal person. So, um, yeah, I guess that's that's their their the niche that they're going for there is like, let's create these these villains are really cool and have their own, you know, relatability as well. Let's, you know, make our our own universe of them. Um, yeah. you know, and, and let let Marvel handle, you know, Spider Man. Tom well, Dad, I'm sure that uh, Sony saw a lot of the success in Deadpool and is probably, you know, eating off of the, uh, you know, idea of just, um, you know, doing the anti-hero, just someone, someone who he's like a bad guy. A good, he's a bad guy that's doing good things, and yeah, just like, yeah. yeah. right. I just want a Sinister Six movie. That's... I mean, I think that's what I think that's How what they're leading up they, towards. Yeah. yeah. How many times have they teased this already? Yeah, like the whole Andrew Garfield series was like leading to it, and then they restarted, and then now you see Vulture again. So yeah. hopefully, yeah, we do, and Scorpion too. Yeah, I didn't mind Andrew Garfield as Spider Man as much. I didn't like. <laughs> you didn't like. No, no, I I didn't mind him, but also oh. the movie the the movie was horribly written. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I oh, didn't in terms <laughs> of like the way that everything looked. I didn't I. The suit in the first one threw me off so hard. Like, I, I, I get it. It's a little bit more realistic to, like, this is something that he made himself. Um, but then they just kind of, like, it was irrelevant by the second movie because he wasn't, like, wearing that at all. It was more, or like, to the actual book, his, like, suit. And then, but yeah, like, I agree. Like, the, the writing was really bad. And it just kind of, like, hopped around too much. Like, why is, like... You know the main villain was supposed to be Electro, and then you had this whole weird thing with Green Goblin, and that's not. And then just jump to the death of Gwen Stacy, and it's like I don't know. Like it was just really like all over the place. And it's like I don't know yeah, what they, I should be more concerned about at, at this point in the movie. Well, they had the three Tobey Maguire movies, and they they're like, yeah, we'll just cram all these villains in them, and then like they 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 obviously were like kind of iconic for the time, but like once you look back on them, you're like, oh, these were horrendous, like because. Mm-hmm. There was just too much put into each movie. And then they right. basically just repeated it with the Andrew Garfield movies. They're like... Well, I was going to say, like, the original, like, the Tobey Maguire one, when the first one came out, that was, like, the best superhero movie that ever came out. Right. And right. So, like, like looking back on it, you could say it's bad. But in all reality, it was very, very well done because it needed to, like, show, like, look what we can do now in cinema. Like, we can make actual, like, superhero movies. But when you look say, back on that movie too, there was only one villain. There was it was him and Green Goblin, and yeah. it made sense. And That's it was what like, I say yes. is that the other two movies they did a little aggressive, but the first movie yeah. they did very very well. But I, was yeah. say, I, I think that the reason why so many people like the Tom Holland version is because they did with Tom Holland the same thing that DC did in Batman versus Superman. We already know Batman's origin. We've seen it 600 times now right. in, in, in 15 different renditions. So yeah. instead of hashing that up, we start that he's already Spider-Man. And I yeah. think that, yeah. that if they wanted to like redo 
any of the superheroes, specifically like Thor, for example, seeing an origin story of Thor would be interesting, right? Like they kind of covered it, but to see like a raw one would be interesting. I don't need it, but the point is that it would it'd be more interesting than seeing another yeah, Batman. It's not common. It's not a common origin story that you see all the time. Yeah. Unlike Batman, like I said, which we've seen 500 times, which is why the show Gotham is so incredible because it went so far back that we haven't seen that. Like yeah. it, it, it covered so much of time that's normally not covered, and like that's a that's a great way to do it. But yeah, to the, just do the same story over and over again with different characters is dry. And the, the great part about Gotham for me specifically was seeing the the mindset of the villains and like their kind of come up. You know what I mean? It was like yeah, it was like kind of less why, about why is Batman needed? Why is it this bad? Like what actually right. happened? And then you find out, like, it wasn't, like, overnight they're supervillains, because if that was the case, the city would have already been taken over. It was this slow, progressive build of just chaos, which yep. is, it's awesome to see. And not only that, the reason why they're essentially not taking over the city is because they're all fighting amongst themselves, right? right. It's like, that's why it's, it's such a great concept, because that, that show is essentially all about the villains. Like, exactly. You, you get to see the hero struggle and fail over and over again. And but like, that's why it's such a good show. So I, I think if they were gonna do, um, and you could see like, Alfred, Alfred is a badass a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like if, if if I think if they were gonna do Spider Man or Batman or any other movie again, where like they're trying to start it over, they shouldn't start all the way over. They should start part of the way over. Like that's why Iron Man was also so great because when before the first Iron Man movie, if I asked you to name a superhero. Iron Man's typically not the first one that comes to mind, even if he's one of your favorites. Like, it's going to be Batman, Superman, or Spider-Man. Like, those are the first three that come up. And so, like, to have Origins of Iron Man was excellent. And that was such a great choice. Because he also is a profound character in the universe. He's just not one of the first ones you think of. And right. so to have him now, to, to show how relevant he can become with just a few movies... Well, it's not just a few. It's a lot of movies. But, <laughs> right. oh, yeah. like, like to show how relevant he can become doing that, I really hope that either you know Marvel slash Sony, you know, with their stuff, if they're going to make movies, they either a pick characters that we don't have enough backstory on and make that backstory, or b do what they did with Spider-Man and start off that he's already Spider-Man, but just have some amazing story after the fact. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing with like the Eternals is like that's not a really known book, like a known series, and they're like really bringing it into the forefront, having all these like big name actors and like like a whole team of actors, um, you know, come in and just kind of like tell the story. You know what I mean? They got John Snow, you know, so uh, yeah. <laughs> he's and he kind of plays the same kind of role, you know, like the swordsman. He kind of looks like Norse still, so it's like. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I think that I think Eternals is going to be a good movie. I I definitely agree with all of that, especially with like showing more characters that maybe aren't well known. That's why I'm a little bit more excited for the <clears throat> Disney Plus stuff, especially going into She-Hulk that was announced. Like I can't wait for She-Hulk. That's going to be so cool and see how they like mesh her in or like how does she fit or what is she, like how do they blend her into everything else and then with uh miss marvel that's going to be cool too and miss marvel really can like opens the door in various ways with her being like an inhuman and then being really close with other characters like right. squirrel girl that's like potentially like an x-men and there's all these other all these other things <laughs> that they can like lead into 
Which, uh, that isn't isn't cool. Squirrel Girl like the only undefeated superhero? Isn't there yeah, something weird about that where she's ne- never lost a battle? Yeah, like she's she's never really lost the battle, and I think she was one of like the three people that were like able to land an actual punch on Galactus. Like no one else could have really like hit him. Yeah, or, it was like, do, so ridiculous. Do heavy like, damage I'm to sure, him. I'm pretty sure there's like there's at least one comic where in 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 or of her where she beats every supervillain. Like not right. like a single yeah. comic, but I mean. If you collect all of the comics, I believe she has beaten every single super super villain out yeah. there. Like yeah. Squirrels, man. Squirrels. Yeah. Squirrel. Squirrel. Squirrels, man. Yeah. Like, I think there was a small arc in her book where, like, even Craven was like, I can't catch her. Like, there's nothing I can do to, like, trap her. Like, it just doesn't work. So, yeah, like, Squirrel Girl is really interesting. Dude, but, yeah, like, even, just... Even Rick management. Sanchez is afraid of squirrels, guys. That's, yes, that's uh, very true. I know they're legit. <laughs> Uh, that code do little <laughs> i can't wait for moon night yeah, yeah. Moon night. but i i feel like they're not gonna do it where it's like moon night as like the batman vigilante i think it's going to be like the more modern one that they were that i've kind of seen i haven't really read a whole lot of moon knight um, kind of like I a paranormal hero kind of thing right like more of like a john constantine kind of feel i think um well john so that that would be interesting because constantine the show i don't even know how it got canceled so fast because like everyone like that i've known that's seen that like loved it so maybe yeah. just not enough people watched it when it first came out but like even just his small introduction in like the Arrowverse was like like fucking awesome like he said like I, I there's some of the few uh movie lines i quote the most are actually from the original constantine movie with uh what was it yeah, Keanu Reeves. Keanu. yeah. that was good man that was underrated that was a good that movie that was such a good movie and it's like <laughs> like that like that character is such an interesting character and to know that he's part of you know this dc universe like they could really do a lot with it yeah well i mean he's he he is part of the legends now but then with the whole crossover like putting all the worlds together i mean he may yeah like he could get his own show now if they really wanted to so yeah well i'm i'm not really a fan of the whole cw uh shows but hey if as long as you enjoy it and you you find value in it (laughs) i'd say the one reason why i like all the cw shows for that is just the fact that they're they're doing what DC should have done with the movies and building characters over time. And yeah. whether or not it's amazing it's or not, it's still good. It's still yeah. a good quality show. And it, like, I'm actually still a couple seasons behind, but like, I, I, I would used to watch that, that show like every day for like the longest time, just catching up on it. And uh, it's, it's so cool just to know that you can bounce, you have to bounce between shows to stay uh, in touch with everyone and know what's going on. And so yeah. like, I found like that website, like the Arrowverse Flash uh, guy, um, what is it called? Uh, timeline where it shows just everyone as they go through it. And it, it really is like if you watch all of it in the order it comes out and the order you're supposed to watch it, it's a very captivating story. And that's why like when uh, Marvel did it with, uh, what is it, um, Daredevil and all those like that, like that stuff, that's the stuff I wish they would just do. It's like. Even the movies, although I enjoy them a lot, like having TV shows like that where you get it constantly. Like, yeah, there's more. There's more content. There's more yeah. different stories. Well, because you, you can spend more time on stuff that is seemingly irrelevant in a movie. But if there was enough time, you like uh, I was talking about the the latest Star Wars. 
that movie should have been an extra hour longer to make it a good movie. Like, yeah. like it, you know, uh, so, someone put it well. I think it was my cousin. We were talking about this. Like, it was a, um, it was a great cinema, uh, a good sci-fi movie, but an okay Star Wars movie. Like, it was, you know, it wasn't incredible as a Star Wars movie. And, you know, so it had like a ton of action and all that, but it really like, if, if it was an hour longer, I would have, I would have wanted to wait, like watch another hour of it if it filled in the rest of the missing gaps. And that's what TV shows let you do. Like they give you all that extra time you wish they could put into a movie. And right. even though it might drag on, we're like, fuck, I got to watch another episode. <laughs> right. just know what happened. Like that's still fine because it's, it, you know, it's worthwhile. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want to talk about Daredevil season three, but I can't because Dylan isn't caught up. Yeah, I gotta go. Catch- <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know. Do it. Oh. <laughs> the level of restraints. Yeah, yeah for real. Still within me. <laughs> and with the second Punisher season, I don't think he's caught up on that either. No, I haven't actually even seen the Punisher show at all yet. That one, because well, what happened? Oh, was, it's so good. What what happened was too like I was watching the DC one for the longest time. Then Marvel came out, and I started watching the Marvel ones, and I fell behind in DC. So I I I caught up on all the Marvel when it first came out. Like I watched, um, you know, I watched all of Daredevil season one immediately. That was amazing. Um, and then the and then I went back to DC. I started catching up on that, and that's when they released what was it? Jessica Jones, Daredevil two and luke cage and so i all of a sudden i'm like oh well crap so i finished catching up a little bit on this but i didn't get all the way through dc so i go back and i'm like one season behind on dc i start watching these i think i watched season one of uh both of those the uh what's it called uh luke cage and jessica jones and then another season came out of all of the DC ones. I'm like, shit, now I'm two seasons behind. I'm never, never going to be able to catch up. Yeah, so, yeah, so I right. go over here. I start watching those again. And then I realize, oh, crap, Gotham released another season. And I missed the last season. So I had to start catching up on Gotham. I'm like, this is this is torturous. Like, Yeah. I, really, um, I was really surprised with some of those shows, like uh, the Marvel uh, Netflix series, the – I was not expecting to like Jessica Jones as much as I did. And I just like, I want to yeah, like, so many I people really... like crapped on that show. And I actually really liked that. Yeah, that was really one of the good. best ones. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, it, It's very unique compared to all the other shows, but like, I, I liked that about it. It was, it, it was an interesting take on, you know, the superhero side of stories. Like it was definitely very cool. Right, and like I, I knew Jessica Jones because of Luke Cage, because obviously Luke Cage is a little bit more popular, at least like within my inner circle or like of like knowledge of books. And I was like, okay, Jessica Jones, like, but it was very different. Like, she has an actual suit, she flies. They call her Gem for whatever reason. She has her own thing, and this was like a complete like different version of Jessica Jones. Like, not like that at all. Not as like cartoony as what it is. Like, yeah, and I, I, know. I didn't know anything about her when I first started watching it, so I was very excited to like just right. see a new, potentially and a then, new character for me. Yeah, and then like to get into the season, and then they brought in Luke, and I'm like, all right, cool, Luke Cage. And then uh, I ended up not so I like the first season, Luke Cage. So that was yeah, cool. don't don't go past that. Don't go past that. I haven't seen no, no. past that yet. 
no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to dive into it. It's just I, I really enjoyed the first season. Tried to watch second season, couldn't really do it. And then it was what? kind of the same, like, for Iron Fist. Like, first season was good, couldn't get into the second season. But Jessica Jones and Daredevil, like, all the way. That Both of them was really good. And then Punisher. Punisher was great also. Yeah, I definitely got to catch up on Marvel because, like, DC I'm pretty caught up on now. I think I'm only one season off on those. Uh, Gotham, I just recently binge-watched a bunch of that. So I think I'm, like... I don't know if I'm on the last season or what it is, but I know I got pretty far in Gotham. Um, but uh, it's got five seasons. Then, then I then I'm finishing up the fourth season because it's clearly coming to an end. And then, uh, so then after I finish up Gotham, I'm probably gonna start binging Marvel again, just to because like I'm I'm so afraid that they're gonna take it off of Netflix, even though like it was pro, uh, co-produced with Netflix. So I'm imagining that they'll actually keep those shows on there for a while. Or at least a, sure. you know another year, but I'm not gonna chance that, so I'm gonna I gotta watch that one soon. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think right. the I think Luke Cage and Iron Fist were both like their I think the direction there was to sub, subvert expectations. So like you if you you watch season one and then maybe you started familiarizing yourself with the characters, like oh let me see who these people are. Um, they wanted to twist that up a little bit, like. So if you you went on the internet after you watched season one and like now you have an expectation of what you're gonna see, they totally like took a left turn, and mm-hmm. I thought that that was interesting in terms of the story, but where it leaves you in terms of how you feel about the characters is actually a negative thing. Like you kind of don't care about the characters as the sh- as the series as both of those seasons end. You don't care as much as you did. When, That's when literally like the issue with all the Star Wars movies. The recent ones is that they they built up all of this like stuff that you should care about, and then they slowly like just eliminate it, so that it's like, oh, well, all of that stuff that we like. It's almost like uh, even in the what was it the was it Rogue One or whatever movie, or maybe it was the second movie where that commander who we didn't care about, the purple haired chick who just cracked. Yeah. His head. Yeah. Right. It was like we saw her twice. She was a bitch both times, and then she sacrifices herself. I still didn't care. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you didn't do much. Like I, like I didn't like you, and now you're dead. Like that's. Yeah, that's there was kind of no point. Yeah. yeah. So it, I, th- I feel like that's that's the issue that um a lot of the stuff that Disney's doing with a lot of those is that they're like they they don't realize that you can't build up. The, an ex- expectation in a character and then not follow through with it that's what right. people want like right. the, the, unless you're doing like the m night Shyamalan where it's a single movie that you then get really confused about that's fine <laughs> but that's, that, that's his type of movie and you right. almost expect it now you're signing but, up for that basically but, but it's also only one movie so it all happens like you get the expectation and then the enjoyment is the twist but if you build up expectation over a season of episodes and then you're just like, nah, like it just, <laughs> nobody gotcha. likes that. I had like the opposite effect with uh, Luke Cage and Iron, uh, I, don't, I don't actually remember Iron Fist season two, but. Uh, that tells you everything you need to know. It probably wasn't that good. <laughs> but uh, Luke Cage season two, I actually liked better than the first season. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't. Actually, I can't remember if I've, I think I started season two of Luke Cage, but I haven't finished season two of Luke Cage. Like, in the beginning, I was like, eh. And then, like, once uh, the, like, villain of oh, that God. season. 
oh god <laughs> one piece sword shit i was like oh wow this is actually like entertaining <laughs> yeah i think the the villain character was actually probably the most interesting part about it but once yeah. that arc started to kind of resolve yeah and then it moved into like i said at the end of luke cage i was just yeah. like not satisfied you know and then it was the same way with iron fist and and i think what it was for me is like again i did have an expectation of like um these two characters interact a lot in the comics you know what i mean and then they took two completely different routes so it was just kind of like ah i was really wanting to see that like even if the defenders weren't a thing anymore (laughs) (laughs) even if the defenders weren't a thing anymore uh i wanted to see them interact at least yeah that that is it over yeah it's over it's over (laughs) you're safe I didn't give away any spoilers. I was just kind of everybody like, dies. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we the planet. I I wrote the ending. There's this thing called the Death Star. Now that yeah. Disney came into the universe, and it just yep. Earth is no more. Yep. <laughs> where do you uh <laughs> to get a little back on topic? <laughs> uh, where do you guys see yourself like in five years or ten years? Uh, I'll let Nate answer this because we, uh, as we're opening up our superhero universe, he's going to have a lot more influence as, as to that kind of stuff. So, oh yeah, um, hopefully, within that time, I'm in a position where I can dedicate more time into our work um, and not have to be as like reliant on normal people jobs. Um, that's what I mainly hope for. Uh, yeah, just putting everything i can into our work and just building and developing and what uh helping everything grow because again to not dive into it like there's so much more that we have that we're really excited about that we want to show everybody so yeah hopefully hopefully sooner rather than later we i, I can be doing that um or be in that position yeah yeah yeah, and uh, you know, as as a, uh, I I agree completely with Nate, and I think that you know once once we transition into, or, or, or let's just put it this way, we kind of like started doing work, and then we kind of had the wrong process, so we didn't like start and and try to like have the right mindset of build our fan base as we're building. So now it's like we have all this concept and like a backlog, like a library of all this work that we have and concepts and stuff, but we don't have the proper following to really get like anywhere with it. Let's just put it that way. Um, So now that we're in the mindset of like, we're building a following and um, now we're gaining, like we're gaining footing with that. We have the right processes and mindset. It's like now we're, you know, we're kind of like st- not starting from scratch, but we're just kind of like, it's like a waiting game now. Now it's like, okay, time, you know, we have to do these things chronologically. We want to, you know, release these comics, build a fan base for the, for this comic, like Gary and Goose. It's, it's a great piece of work. And that's the reason why we're really following through with it. But also at the same time, it's helping us to build a fan base. So like now that we have a specific fan base and, and they're expecting one thing from us, we're kind of going to take like a complete left turn with it um, and give them, give the viewers, give our audience, give our followers something completely out of the ordinary that they didn't expect from us. So um, I think I'm really excited about that um, and where I see our, our, our creative team in you know five years um, is obviously doing like in-person shows like Comic-Con, stuff like that. You know, obviously continuing to do stuff like this, podcasts. Um, you know, we have the Indie, uh, indie Inquest that 
Um, you know, it's, it's taking a backseat a little bit to the Kickstarter, but that should be out soon, the first episode. Um, and yeah, doing, doing a whole bunch of different interactivity stuff, you know, uh, being more involved with the community and just being way more established when it comes to actual, like, comics you know like yeah. we'll actually have a couple series out and people will be able to like you know say oh this is new leaf comics yeah i've read you know a b c d e f g titles of of their work and i have a really good idea of who they are you know right now i feel like people don't know exactly what we're about you know yeah yeah well, we're not yet for sure <laughs> right yeah we're, obviously we're still building and um but uh I, I've posted more on social media than I've ever posted in my life since <laughs> like the start of this year. I, I had like a goal set. I was like, I'm definitely going to post more than once. Like I used to post at like 10 something at night. And then that's, I think when people still like gravitate towards our Instagram and stuff, because they're like, Oh, sh-, they're like they're used to us like posting at that time. But now they're like, Oh, well he's posting here and here here oh but okay so like it's just you just keep making content um uh i think it's crazy that people that don't really know us they just like they just hop onto your like profile even if it's like instagram or twitter or whatever um and they see like you have a shit ton of stuff just videos and stuff there's a guy that just messaged me like last night and he's like, so your profile is fucking awesome. I was like, "Uh, uh, okay, thanks. (laughs) And he's like, so like, how do I put my comic on your website? I was like, what, what the fuck? Okay. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, like I'm not done with it yet, but like, um, and I looked at his uh, profile and it's like manga. So I was like, oh shit. Yeah. This will be like the third one that's on like our website. That's that style. And he's like, yeah, but like, I'm definitely gonna put it on your website because, like, just like I, I was like watching the videos and everything that you're you're like posting, and it's just like amazing what you guys are doing. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really awesome to just like, um, like what I've been doing is, you know, as we're we're built, we're we're uh, building up our following. Which, by the way, Dylan, we're almost at our 1K goal, man. So thank you so much for helping out with you know, all the, all the work that you did with us and, you know, just helping us to get in the right mindset. So, um, we're almost at our first kind of like milestone goal of having, you know, a thousand followers, but every time we get like a new follower, what I've been doing is, uh, just reaching out to them and saying, Hey, thank you. And, um, it's kind of opened up this new world of Instagram. Cause like for me personally, you know, I wasn't really like super hardcore into like social media, like, um, like even my own social media, like my, my Facebook is very, very rarely updated, you know, like I'm really on my, our, our Facebook and our Instagram more than anything else. Um, and it was just kind of seen as a burden at some point, you know, like I have to do this, but now that I've kind of started doing this practice, it's, it's become something I look forward to. And it's like, I get to interact with a whole bunch of different people. And most of them have, you know, pretty good things to say about our work. And, um, you know, a lot of them just feel like, especially when you're reaching out to them, like they feel so much like more included and involved and like flattered. And it's like, it's very small things, very small interactions, but you know, as you're growing and and people kind of see you in one way, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's just a really cool feeling to have people that really do appreciate your work because you don't feel like you've attained that yet. You know, like you don't feel like you've gotten to the point where it's like, Oh yeah, we should be garnering respect. Like it's more or less like, 
I, I'm working so hard. I don't even acknowledge that we're creating work that people like. Yeah, yeah I, I'd say that that's the uh, the important thing too. You're saying like you have, you feel like you have to do it, but eventually you realize like you get to do it. Like yeah. you get to connect with these random people around the world because you created some artwork that they enjoy. And so like that, that's once you see it like that, it makes it so much easier. Like I know for the longest time I had to like, you know, push Greg to post, you know, you know, even once a week, event, you know, let alone once a day. And then eventually you get to once a, once a day. And then, you know, it, now, now he's like all the time I get to see all the stuff that's coming up and I know he's handling it all, but I get to still see all these messages like appear on my phone where I'm like, man, he's talking with everybody. <laughs> yeah that group chat is lit man yeah yeah so i know that people get like annoyed by group chat so like uh medina uh jorge or whatever uh george whatever he goes by um uh we were actually on his podcast uh, last year um he he messaged me like separately and he's like i think i already told you this and he's like yeah i'm at work and uh i'm getting like, just a shit ton of messages and i was like yeah, that's that's why I like don't like group chats, but like I have to talk to all of you guys. Yeah, it's just that. more time time yeah, sense because I can't because some some people I just some people don't have Facebook, which is crazy. Like in 2020, like you don't have a Facebook, but uh, yeah, there's just some people that either are not on Facebook or like I just don't know you're on Facebook. But that's probably like a work instruction thing that I have to like make is like, hey, I should probably ask what your like social media stuff is, but um yeah uh like when you're joining like onto the platform that should be like one of the questions in that form yeah but, uh, yeah um yeah but uh also with followers you're going to gain even more followers if you do it correctly for kickstarter right i so i added like a shit ton more people on facebook uh, I don't know if you're part of that many Facebook groups, but um, a few, yeah, not yeah. not a, a huge amount. Yeah, I don't want to get banned, Greg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's better because you have like three people, and I know that they have jobs because I have a job, uh, which I can't wait to leave. And uh, <laughs> and um, if you guys can split it up. Because, like, if we had that third person that we did have, but at the time, we didn't have any work for him. So, like, we're, like, we're, and then he told us, like, he found God or something. So, I was, like, okay, that's fine. But, um, or he, he was just, like, more into, like, going to church or whatever. So, I was, like, okay. But, uh, so we didn't have anything for him. But at the time when our Kickstarter came out, I was, like, wow, that'd be pretty cool if, like, he was still around. <laughs> just yeah. yeah so i'm like message uh i'm just like sharing a shit ton in like the facebook groups um instagram doesn't really have a limit like they like you can message enough people on instagram and then they're like whoa like you're either a robot or you're from like some Mars. far off galaxy like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like just chill for like five seconds and then like there'll be a little mess that pops up message that pops up and they're like you message too many people too quick stop and then you <laughs> and then like i waited like a minute direct. yeah <laughs> I, and it's not the same message which you shouldn't do you should like change it up and obviously add their name if like you know their first name because it makes it more personal uh so 
uh, I'm messaging a shit ton of people on Instagram. And then you go after you're either blocked on Instagram for a little while, go on Twitter and just do the same thing. So just go. Twitter doesn't have. (laughs) That's the the one thing. Twitter, Twitter doesn't care. They don't have a bot limit. They, you know, there's Twitter's bot central anyways. So it's just more annoying to message someone on Twitter because either they can just look at it and they're like, yeah, but they won't do anything about it. So then that's when I just like, like, pin a tweet or something um, and like it's just a new thumbnail yeah just anything yeah, that's I, yeah. I would actually say too if, you, if um if you're going to use twitter the most effective way to use twitter because no one like if you post something on twitter the odds that someone sees it if you don't already have a following is minuscule so what you want to do is maybe have a couple of stuff posted on yours but what you really want to do is just reply at a bunch of other people's tweets and that's the most effective way to use twitter like they're already out there and they're having the same thing you are where almost no one's listening and so to be, you know to be someone who who cares enough to listen to them and then re- reply to them is already you know a lot for them but now your your name will appear in a lot more circles too right yeah you're part of the conversation basically yeah like they, they started a conversation just join in plus if people buy that magazine that we're releasing you'll have your little ad for your kickstarter in there so <laughs> yeah man i gotta i gotta do a little more work on that end to create some ads and uh you know update the facebook cover and all that kind of stuff so it's definitely going to be a longer week. It's been a long two weeks, and now it's going to be another <laughs> long week. But the Kickstarter should look really, really cool. I'm actually really excited to release some of the um, – so we got some some input from uh, Chuck Pinio. Um, I know you know you guys know him pretty well. Uh, he's, a, he's a pretty cool guy, our editor, and he does uh, you know the video reviews of different indie comics and stuff like that, kind of following in his footsteps with the Indie Inquest. Um, and he gave us a little, you know, uh, kind of a concise review of uh, of Uriel and Goose issue one. And one of the things he mentioned was about the cover art. So we actually went and redid the cover for issue one and issue two because we we had a cover that was already being in production and kind of just revamped the entire thing. So uh, we have actually three pieces of work, three pieces of new kind of cover cover art. One is the front cover for issue one, the, the cover for issue two, and then the inside cover for issue two uh, is really trippy and pretty cool. And I'm, I'm just really excited to release some of that content um, uh, as soon as we're, you know, we're able to do it, so. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, issue two is definitely going to be uh, much improved from issue issue one, and just like ours. <laughs> <laughs> and that's partially based on again what what Chuck kind of gave us in terms of his opinion and uh, kind of keeping things concise or uh, cohesive and just making sure that we're not uh, doing things for no reason. You know what I mean? Like all the things that we're doing have to have some kind of value in the in, in the the course of the comic. You know. Um, and yeah, just just uh, things like that, because you know what what we did in issue one or what I did in issue one. My mindset was, this is the first real piece of work that I'm putting 100% of myself into, and um, I know a lot about like the 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 design of comics and and storyboarding and all this kind of stuff. So I'm just gonna throw all the different things that I know into this book and see what works. Um, and it was it, it it worked kind of in the opposite way. It was like there's too much going on. Um, there is there is things that are co- that do work as a comic that that you know people can tell like yeah this guy's an illustrator you know so it, it did work in that sense. But some things didn't work in terms of like there's there's too much 
things going on and there's no real path for some of these things. Like it's just randomness. It's just like visuals for the sake of having something funny in the background, which, you know, we're still going to do little things like that. Cause that's just part of our humor. Part of our humor is being able to like fit little things in and have little side jokes. And the only problem with that is not a lot of people are getting them. They're not landing uh, as well as like we would hope. Um, but you know, as, as we go to like, let's say issue six, and people are familiar with what we're doing with this comic. I, I'm, I'm really certain that they're going to go back to the earlier issues and then be able to pick up those things. Like kind of the second time you watch a movie, you see things that you didn't see the first time, you know? So um, that's kind of what, I, what I'm expecting from our audience as we progress through the series. Uh, but definitely it'll be more focused. Yeah. Um, our second issue is way better. It's not even drawn yet. <laughs> Uh, it's way better than the first for multiple reasons. The artist speaks English. It's always helpful. So he'll understand the script. It's actually edited before going to an artist, which you should do. Um, and now we have uh, like work instruction or it, I have to still make it. I don't remember uh, that the chain of command, like, so Oh, no, I did make it. So once the script is all done, um, we have like a final review, which we are, I already did. And then I get an artist. The artist now starts sketching or whatever. He sends sketches, and then I send them to Dylan because last time I didn't send anything to Dylan. And he's just like, and then like after they're all inked and everything, he's just like, um, more What's specifically, after they're all paid for already. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I had to like re, I had to pay like for extra pages or like change something around. I I did it with ink, but it wasn't as bad as uh, it just had to like move a panel or something. Well, uh, with, well, with ink, it, the reason why that one wasn't so bad is because instead we basically added an entire, uh, like concept to the whole story. Yeah. Basically. There was so little information in each of the individual panels that we had to add a uh, like a dialogue in the background, like a narrator, which actually ended up being pretty cool. But it, it was just funny because I'm just like, there's not enough going on here. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm lost and I know the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, it's actually funny because like you're talking about basically creating a pipeline. Uh, and it's something that when I first started in comics, like I was working with a few creators and then I started working with a fairly major creator and not major, but in the sense that they have a lot of work, but they knew what the hell they were doing. So they have a real like business uh, design mindset and most of them are artists. So they already kind of had like a, a, an organizational system set up and I learned from them like, yeah, it's really important to have a process that you're following every single time and just keep on following that. And it's something, I mean, they call it a pipeline. It's, it's something that's like, you know, you could call it whatever you want. Yeah, process, it's, just, it's a workflow. It's a workflow yeah, exactly. system. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I'm going to be highlighting because I'm doing a, a course in uh, how to, basically a crash course in creating comics. Um, and that that is the major focus of that is that you have to set up your pipeline. So as soon as you start writing your concept, you want to set up your pipeline moving forward. Like if I'm going to execute this to, to a final comic, no matter what the like the end result is, if it's a black and white, if it's a manga, if it's a, you know, a, a short series, a mini series, I'm going to follow the same pipeline every single time. <clears throat> 
And because I'm, I'm creating this pipeline and because I'm, I'm following it, everything moves much smoothly, much more smoothly. And I have content at each stage. So I know like my writing's done. Okay, cool. I can send it to an editor while I'm doing, you know, something else. And then, you know, I can always stay productive and moving. I always have tasks in front of me. I can always start looking for an artist. I can always consult with people. I can get, you know, opinions on, on A, B, and C, you know, as it's coming out before everything is produced finally. And then I'm going back and doing that. So it's just having like your ducks in a row, basically. And that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm going to highlight really, really strongly um, because I'm not a lot of comic creators you know, know that when they first start off, like, you know, they don't know where to start. Let's just put it that way. So um, my course is really just going to give um, beginner, beginner level people and, and maybe even people that have already started, like we were just talking about, a chance to kind of go back and look and set up a process for themselves. And it's going to be different for everybody. Um, but it's just about having the process. It's about having like, again, that, that organizational system that you can go back and rely on every single thing, every piece that you create, anybody you bring in has to follow the pipeline and they fit into the pipeline in, in order, you know? Yeah. I actually started listening to a audiobook um, that Dylan told me to uh, listen to. It was um, oh, the Marvel one. Yeah. Marvel's untold story. And uh, yeah, I'm on like chapter, I don't know. 11 or 12 there's still like eight hours left <laughs> wow and, uh, yeah and uh it's like um there's a lot of organizational like issues that they had like like coming up there's uh it says like the bullpen is just like there's papers everywhere and then like how their system worked i don't it probably changes like by the end of the story but how the system worked is basically the editor is the one that completely makes the story even if the writer writes the story so right. like there has been a few editors that are like i just don't like that and they completely change everything and the writer does like the writers is like oh you just like destroyed my story yeah. now you're and, just like a feature on the book yeah. you didn't actually write it <laughs> yeah so that like you need an editor but like you have to work with your editor and they didn't do that like in the beginning and then and then also i wouldn't uh do like what marvel I don't, I'm pretty sure they still do this, but, um, they have multiple comics of the same character, but they're doing different shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I hate that. I hate the the lack of Uh, continuity. But, um, so so in terms of editing, like, because we just experienced this process, what did you feel like about adding that like additional editor aspect to, um, like our thought process? Oh man. I felt like we probably should have done that the first time like for sure um not that you know like at at the end of the day like it's like they're not wrong but it's up to you know chris the writer to like um i don't know how to explain you know what just forget that thought um yeah no i definitely felt like yeah that's something we should have considered or looked into in the beginning before we kind of jumped into everything because yeah like there was a lot of things that were obvious but not until it was said out loud you know it's like oh that makes a lot of sense why why are we doing that let's fix that if we can and so yeah definitely that's definitely the main reason why we we have a work instruction for art now because quite quite often like greg wrote the story uh we didn't do any editing to the original story when it first was written Mm -hmm. he then sent sent all the uh scripts to an artist and when eventually I finally see the artwork without even having seen the script 
separate because I, I he, he basically informed me of the story, but I never read the script. Mm-hmm. And we get the artwork and I'm looking at it and I'm just like, the hell's going on here? And he's like, oh, it's this thing happening. And I'm like, where? And then he's looking <laughs> at it and he's like, oh. <laughs> just like just like totally not realizing what was missing just due to the fact that you know you're you're in the story it's very hard to like see what it's very hard to back up exactly Mm -hmm. you have to put yourself in the viewer's shoes and they don't have the same information that you have initially so yeah it's like yeah you're saying to step back from it you know, as an artist, for me, it's really hard because I, you know, put so much time into it. And I'm like, I can't change that now. Like, even if I wanted to, I can't really change it because yeah. I just, we have to move forward. Um, but having the editor just have like what it did for me specifically was it, it showed me like I need to include another aspect in our process before we jump too deep into it. And it also gives me things to think about before I start the process. So it's like, before I start, I'm thinking about taking a step back and then I'm actually having somebody else take a step back and, and give it to me while we're, you know, kind of in the starting levels of the process. So well, it's the best thing. If you get, if you get a great editor, then it's somebody who also makes you a better writer or illustrator. It's somebody who's looking at it uh, and not just telling you it's wrong, but explaining why it's wrong and how to exactly. think about it so that you don't get it wrong the next time. Like that's right. one of the things that when I'm working through Greg's script that I'm explaining the whole time, I'm like, you know, you, you, you made it all the way to this point, but you didn't explain how all of this other stuff got to this point. You kind of just collided them for just for the sake of bringing them together, but you need to like fill this in more. Because like without that, you know, you know what's going on, but nobody else exactly. knows what's going on. And it's like, oh yeah, I forgot there's other people. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I say this a lot. I'm better at writing plots and plot descriptions, character descriptions, and he's better at putting the story together completely. Uh, and that's yeah. why we flow so well together. Um, that's funny me and me and Nate are kind of the same way like he's kind yeah. of like he's a real high, high he has a high drive for concepts like he'll just like I mean this guy has probably more concepts I've ever heard than anybody I've, like any creative I've ever talked to um, and, and it, it's kind of hard to manage them sometimes because it's like well we have other stuff going on so we have to like make <laughs> it fit together yeah. and I'm kind of the one who who kind of tries to do that like well how can we make this stuff fit together? It, I love the concept. Let's figure out how to make it work. But <laughs> it has to work. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and, and because like we're trying to avoid the same stuff that you're talking about where there's there's continuity issues. Like we have we don't want to have one of our heroes doing two different storylines that are supposed to be either at the same time or you don't know when they're going. Or they're like, contradicting. Before, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is this before? Is this after? He's, he's a completely different character type in this one. And then he's, you know, something different in this one. So we don't want to have those continuity issues. And one of our main goals as writing in terms of writing a universe is to not have conflictual things like that. So even like you were saying with like the DC stuff, um, like the DC TV show stuff is like things will affect one another. So it was like, if, if this, if this character is doing something over here, you'll see shades of it happening over here. Or at least, you know, it'll affect this character to the point where they're like, man, this, you know, I have to stop this from happening or I have to talk to this person. I have to like see what's going on with this character, you know, like because this is not like them. So they're interacting, you know, even though they're not maybe in each other's storylines, you'll see it as like 
the storyline, the overall storyline, the over overall universe storyline progresses, that they they're calling each other out on the conflicts and on the you know the contradictions in each one of of these characters because everybody is flawed, everybody's um uh you know a hypocrite, everybody you know kind of does things that's contrary to their base personality. So I think one of the the things in in creating a continuity is is to to acknowledge that like don't don't just pass over it. Say like you know, if if, super, if Superman is doing something crazy, like Batman's there to be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like <laughs> that kind of thing, you know, establishes continuity moving forward. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think that was when we were first trying to like figure that out. That was one of the more difficult things because there, there is so much and there are characters that are so different from each other. So it was just trying to figure out like, this is what happened. How does it affect these specific people? You know, it may affect one person more drastically than another, but we still have to, like Hector said, we still have to kind of like cover all our bases, but there's so much. It's like being on a, it's like being in like a submarine and like holes of water just start appearing. You got to somehow <laughs> plug it up like as quickly as possible before well, it just doesn't make sense or it just well, doesn't work. One of the things that uh, I started having Greg do because of that exact issue was after um, getting about halfway through our second issue of the Seer Chronicles, uh, we started defining characters in like separate documentation, like mm -hmm. exactly information about them that even if it's not laid out, even if it's never said during the comic, by right. knowing this information, we can also um, – we can also – like basically expect what they'll do later. So for example, by saying, oh, this cop who's the partner of this guy, which you'll figure that out, obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe his wife left him and, you know, something bad happened. And we don't ever have to explain that. But when something in the uh, comic happens, you it'll it, like you could almost infer that, that, that something like this might have happened. And it's because we know that's how the character is going to be based on stuff in his life. Hey, right. hey, Nate, hey, Nate, how many character lists do we have in our drive? <laughs> <laughs> so many. Oh, it's so many. I have, it's I, insane. I'm, I'm, I, Dylan, exactly. I was, I, I, I'm such a stickler for stuff like that, like having this background information. I mean, literally, we're creating a series called NLCU Legends, and it's to give background information, origin stories, things that are not going to come out in our comic storylines. And it's mm -hmm. because I was so obsessed with it like created these huge lists and like um every character that's that's you know that we have in our universe has some some form of description some form of backstory um what, stuff I, like what that. I was gonna do is uh we actually already kind of started this but we're gonna go through it in more detail later we have a wikipedia page for our nice. comic book <laughs> it's, it's like the fandom wikia technically um yeah. but it runs off the same platform it's actually and, yeah. uh since you are yeah, and essentially what we're going to be doing is as characters come out, we're going to give them their descriptions there so you can later read and be like, oh, like, this is why he's such a dick, right? <laughs> you know, like, you can figure out, like, you know, oh, this is why, you know, this person's so kind. Because I mean, we're definitely doing this now. We're, we're definitely copying that idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's free to do, too. It's on fandom, um, but it's called Wikia, W-I-K-I-A, yeah. And, like, you can... Like, so because of that, like what we started doing was putting characters on there and I'm like, oh crap, we probably shouldn't do that yet because we're going to give spoilers away by doing it. Right. So yeah. we're like, we dialed that back a lot, but basically, um, eventually like a lot of the backstory of them will go on there 
And then anything that's in the comics, like that you actually see, we'll add as we release the comics. But right. we won't, but like that'll be cool because it's like, oh, like kind of like in Wikipedia, when you look up Superman, it'll say in appearances in blank, right? But the backstory, right. the origin, which will be released whenever we release various origin stories or introduce a character, we can then put them into this, you know, the Wikipedia and you can be like, oh, who's this guy that, you know, is uh, the partner of X, Y, and Z? And it's like, oh, now yeah. I know why he acts like that or looks like that or dresses like that or whatever. Right. And it's, you know, all of that stuff will be detailed which is awesome oh his mom dresses him god <laughs> yeah that was one of the um that was one of the like big pieces of advice i gave to a good friend of mine who is working on a story for his own project he's working on a video game and he's always like throwing ideas at me and he's always like asking me for like what do you think of this and one time we were sitting down and he was telling me this like story idea and i'm like cool but what about this character? And like, I was just asking him some kind of like questions I felt were a little basic that he couldn't answer. I'm like, you can't write about a character, even if you created that character and like not know even like the minor things, like you, it has to be fleshed out or else you, you don't like you're, this is why you can't figure it out. Cause you don't know the character as well as you think you do. So I literally just sent him like, this is my personal like character sheet. And it has all the questions and descriptions that you need to fill out to, or, or even like add more. If you're not at that point of like, this is exactly who this person is from like a to B like full flushed out. It's, yeah. Yeah. So. Th something I found recently that's been helping uh, us do that for like side characters, but they're still important enough that, that you need right. to know what they're thinking is uh, this site called uh, character generator dot co dot UK. And so yeah. literally like we don't like use the character it creates because it's always really weird, but it does give a good basis. Like even yeah, if it's just exactly. a visual description, it's just like it's kind of like having somebody in the room that just yells random stuff and you're like, oh, actually, that one was good. I'll <laughs> yeah. take that one. That yeah. actually kind of works, but we'll, we'll just build on it a Maybe little bit. get rid bit. of yeah. all this. But yeah, this exactly. Was this art was fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, with... Uh, uh, oh, go. No, I was just... Uh... Go ahead, Greg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, yeah, that generator actually... Uh, it brought back an original idea from my story and it's it took like three years two years to do that two two three years um so i originally had a bunch of different mob families like going after each other and he then was like there so there's just like an italian like mob family there's like no other mob families in this entire city and i was like ah yeah that's kind of weird and he's like yeah it's really weird so then he just Get some he, Russians in there, man. Well, that, that, oh. that, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, literally, he had he had uh, this Russian mob, but like he didn't go into any detail about them. And I'm like, why do I care about them? They're just there yeah. for a half a second. And he actually made it where like a good deal goes down. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like this just happens. They're just here to do this. Like no one, like there's no secret communication and all this going on. So. We, we ended up, uh, and then all of that, he ended up having like a bunch of people meet at the same place at the same time with no reason that they're all there. And I'm like, <laughs> we need a reason that they all want to meet there. So like, that's what happened was uh, we found that character generator. We started creating these extra characters to make it more full. And so like, he had like Russian mobsters and I'm like, okay, what's their names? Like, how, how tall are they? Anton told me there was ice cream here. That's why he came. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah so like now, now we've got a couple of uh, mobsters and mafia members that are all, uh, you know, they have character names. They we now know like there's these two that go looking for someone, and ones they're both kind of dumb, but one's the real idiot. And so like <laughs> by knowing that, it's like it's it's easier to like because at one point like I'm reading the script back and forth, and I'm like one of them seems like the smart one, and then the other one seems like the smart one. And I'm like, what's right. going on here? So we had to like go through and like clean it up. But now like it works perfectly. And like there's yeah. you know, this like Yeah, when you have vibe. those clear when you have those like clear character like descriptions, it's really easy to direct your comic because you know it's like the decisions that they would make now become the storyline. Besides, yeah. you know, random oh, things 100%. that would happen to them. Yeah. yeah. And I also used to rush the story just to get to the cool parts like i I rushed (laughs) i rushed the original story to get to this part where uh certain people die in a certain way and he's like so we can tell that but we're not going to tell that in the second issue because that that's just like too fast i was like okay so yeah yeah that's the other thing is now now our not only is our comic book going to be more full so you actually care more about even like the little guys more developed it's also going to be longer which allows us to make more comics right. and, and not because we're just putting filler in but because we're actually having more unique little side stories that are happening where yeah like greg was saying he kind of was like i have a goal and i want to get to it and i'm like yeah but we need a reason that that goal becomes a goal right and like right. that's that's the part that makes the comic worthwhile like just like all of a sudden having the Austin thing happen isn't awesome if no one knows why it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is like, I mean, we've gone over some, some pretty great topics that like is really relevant to people who are just starting out because I mean, we've, we've, we're a couple issues in already, you know, and we've, uh, we're a couple years in already in terms of creatives. And I mean, anybody that's listening right now, like seriously, if you're, if you're, if you're just starting out, like really go and seek out stuff like this, like podcasts, um, you know, anybody on YouTube that has like a good amount of experience or, you know, is is a writer, go on blogs, go on different places where you can find this information before you start writing, before you start investing a ton of time and energy, because there's just a ton of like, um, you know, amateur creators, we're, we're amateur creators. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not Marvel. We're not DC. We're not Vertigo. We're not any of these, you know, publishers that have yeah. kind of this stuff figured out. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um, currently, currently. So, <laughs> um, but you know, learn from, from kind of like our mistakes and don't waste the amount of time that we wasted. Definitely go about building your fan base, go about, you know, thinking about these kinds of things uh <laughs> thinking about these kinds of things like character development like you know proper planning for your storylines proper uh planning for your finances for all this kind of stuff because once you invest you know a couple of years in it and then you have to go back it's kind of like you're like ah i should have just done this in the first place if i would have done three hours of research i probably could have saved myself a tremendous amount of time yeah three years of time <laughs> that's, that's yeah. why we're doing work instructions it's not just for us we're looking to build a package of everything and then when someone wants to become a comic creator and they're like where do i start well first you're going to listen to this podcast and then well (laughs) and then (laughs) we don't go on you know an hour-long tangent (laughs) right and then you're gonna yeah yeah, yeah. just skip to that (laughs) we should should time stamp this one yeah Yeah, yeah. and then uh 
you're gonna follow all the work instructions that we have. There's there'll be like a booklet. We're coming out with a book that goes over like how we all came together and everything like that. Um, there's a YouTube video I watched last night at work because that's the only thing I can do at work is watch cameras and watch YouTube, and so I mostly watch YouTube and um, <laughs> uh, Art Belfield. I don't know if you were friends with him on Facebook yet. Um, he says a lot of stuff about comics gate people, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. We're not into any of that. Or give it two shits one way or the yeah. other. But uh, yeah. Um, but he did a video, kind of titled for that. But he talked about something about most creators, like indie creators, uh, expect Kickstarter to be their business model. And then I said this whole thing about you shouldn't do that. And he's like, yeah, because most creators don't act like what they're doing is a business. They just want to put a comic book out, but you can't look at it like that. You should, right. you should look at like a business. And right. Beyond, beyond the comic, there's yeah. a lot more to it. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, there we go. That's a company we can start beyond the comic. <laughs> beyond the comic. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because even if you are a made <laughs> podcast title quick Greg <laughs> I gotta make a thumbnail for that too um, so, uh, say more geek stuff Pokemon <laughs> um, yeah so even if you're like an amazing artist and, and writer like if you're the best of both worlds you still have to somewhat be good at marketing and that's not what a lot of indie creators are good at I know that for a fact they're just like posting shit, and I'm like, "That's us. We're not good at marketing, guys." <laughs> Hi, and then hey guys, it like kills me because like Instagram's been out for a while, and even though the organic reach is like dropped dr- drastically, that just seeing people put like a link in their like caption like description thing, I'm like, no one can go to that link. I right. want to go on every single person's post that does that because I see it so many times. What are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like just, I can't click it. I I'm can't. Like, I'm like, I would back your Indiegogo. Well, maybe, but because the money comes out like directly, uh, yeah. I, I would back your thing, but I can't because I can't click on the link. <laughs> so don't do that. Yeah, like, little things. Get little a things link like tree. Get a link tree, and it'll have <laughs> multiple links. And then be like, just link in my bio or go to my link yeah. tree. Yeah, and then we got to get like an affiliate link from link tree. That's what we got. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Let's start promoting these guys. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, there, there, I was saying like, what if there's like someone comes up with a way that you don't have to rely on Kickstarter anymore. Obviously if you sell enough comic books, then maybe one day you'll have enough money that you don't have to rely on Kickstarter anymore. Because then you get into a trap of like some people, there's a guy that's being targeted right now, I won't say his name, but he puts out so many, he helps, he helps people with so many like Kickstarters and their campaigns and comics and like gets all the art done and everything. And then there's no finished product because he just takes the money for himself. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So like and people rely on the money from Kickstarter and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to get the money from that. And I'm like, what you, your end game, your whole end game for this thing is 
how am I going to sell my comic book? And where? And where am I going to find those people? And and you're not going to just, you're going to find some on Kickstarter, but Kickstarter maybe one day will be shut down. So and it's, that, it's just it's a tool. Kickstarter. It's it's meant to get you up and yeah. running. Not exactly. Sustainable. Yeah. Like, exactly. You, yeah. And it's plus, to fill in some of the gaps, you know, yeah. so you can continue and move forward with what your plans are. That can't be your only plan. It's yeah. essentially a free bank loan. That's what you're getting, and it's yeah. <laughs> and you you still have to pay that back, whether it's by selling your comics or doing hard work later. You still got to do something. Yeah. yeah, and and fulfilling that stuff to your backers. I mean, you you now have a responsibility for the people that you know funded or helped you fund. You know, now you gotta you gotta pay it forward. That is a lot of work, just fulfilling a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But, but yeah, yeah, I actually have to I actually have to go because uh, we've been on this call for uh. Like, yeah. what is that? Is that two hours? Almost. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's it's a good time to wrap up. Probably. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably a good time to wrap it up. We covered quite <laughs> a lot. We covered all of our love and hatred for Marvel and DC. <laughs> we covered we covered how to become an indie creator. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just one good. one one final thing that I'll say really quickly, just about like you're saying like the instruction manual and stuff like that. Uh, just to anybody who's listening. When you have a tool like that available, when it, when stuff like that does come out, actually use it. Take advantage of it. Don't be lazy. Don't think that this is like, you know, too long-winded or whatever the case may be. Like actually put forth the effort to follow through um, because a lot of the times what I've found is that there's resources, tons of resources available on the internet. And what you don't, what you'll do is you'll start something and not follow through with it. You'll take the the 10% of knowledge and think that you know what the 100% is. So don't, <laughs> yeah, do not, don't, uh, don't take that and then run with it. Let like, again, that 10% and run with it, read the hundred percent, let it, you know, kind of simmer in your brain and, and don't be lazy about it, you know? Cause like you don't get anything from being lazy. Like yeah. you have to work, especially in this industry, you have to work your, your butt off. So um, definitely take advantage of the resources. And yeah, and it was great talking to you guys. Yeah. And uh, great just one, you guys. Yeah. Cool. Just one last thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people ask Gary, like, how do I start? Where, where do I go? And he always says, he just starts spelling out Google. So go to Google. <laughs> just go to Google and just type in the question that is in your head. And you'll find your answer. It's true. Somewhere out there in the internet. In the internet. <laughs> well, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Nate, I don't know if you're still there or not. No, nope. still here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. He's what? just marveling at our DC diplomacy. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, yeah, I'll right. talk to you guys later, man. No, I got to break this into a million pieces of content. <laughs> no, just cut out that whole middle section. <laughs> All right, guys, later. Right. Yeah, have a good one.